Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Welcome back to God's Playbook. Today we continue the conclusion of chapter 2, verses 41 to 52, as we encounter the boy Jesus in the temple. We hear in the gospel, Now every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When Jesus was 12 years old, Mary and Joseph went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the child Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found Jesus in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then they went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, this is the fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. And yet as we first hear it, some of us might think, Mary and Joseph couldn't keep track of one child? I mean, how could you lose Jesus like that? You have one child. I might have three or four or five. Well, friends, it's easy to judge Mary and Joseph at first glance unless we truly understand how the people at that time used to travel. It wasn't like everyone jumping in our family minivan and head to church. Even that at times can be a challenge, but a lot easier than the way it was. You parents know what I'm talking about. But rather, they traveled in large groups. The men traveled together, the women traveled together, and then the children traveled together, often having a few guardians watching over them. And so the assumption that Jesus was either with the other parent or in the group of young people would be an assumption that had been made for a long time because we hear that Jesus is 12 years old. So this would have been done for now at least the 12th time in Jesus's life. And so it isn't as simple as Jesus either being disobedient and being away from his parents or the fact that Mary and Joseph are not being very cautious and loving parents. That's not true at all. Number one, it's so important for us to realize Jesus never sinned. He was never disobedient to Mary and Joseph. This is not an example of Jesus being disobedient. Rather, Jesus is first obedient to the call of the Father. His job is not to be like every other 12-year-old or every other child or every other adult. 
Rather, Jesus has come to bring the good news of salvation. And so his time in the temple is a precursor of how Jesus is going to fulfill his call as Messiah and in his ministry of bringing the good news not only in the temple, but the Sermon on the Mount, beside a well, hanging from the cross. Everywhere Jesus is, he uses the opportunity to bring the message of God to others. He brings the message of God to us, for he indeed is the bearer of good news. So Jesus' decision to stay in the temple is so that he can fulfill the Father's will. He is not disobedient to Mary and Joseph. And as I illustrated for us, Mary and Joseph were not parents who didn't care about Jesus' well-being. Rather, they had presumed that this would be an ordinary travel day as they traveled with their community at large. So as they decide to travel normally, they do so trusting in the power of God. It's only when they realize that Jesus is not where they expected him to be that the anxiety and panic ensues. After three days, they find him in the temple. Friends, whenever we see numbers in the scriptures, it's not a mistake. Three is a very significant number that we often find in the scriptures. We know that after three days, Jesus rose from the dead. Three is significant. It shows us that it wasn't just a half an hour of panic, but rather extensive searching needed to take place. And so it is in the searching and the longing for Jesus that Mary and Joseph also have come to understand how blessed they are to be in the presence of the Lord. How many times in our lives do we also seek God, sometimes with very anxious hearts? Sometimes we might feel that God is far from us. Sometimes we feel that God has abandoned us even, and this is never the case. It's just that God often is found in places where we don't always expect him to be. And when he reveals himself to us, how often is it a wake-up call for me and for you to realize that indeed God is with us. As the parents see Jesus in his element, surprising the leaders of the temple by his questions and by his answers, Mary and Joseph come to realize that indeed Jesus is different. His wisdom surpasses any 12-year-old. Jesus is God. And so Jesus shows us the majesty of God revealed through these scriptures. And yet Mary asks Jesus why. This is not Mary scolding him. Rather, this is Mary asking why has this taken place? Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. Mary is revealing to Jesus her love for him. This is not a scolding, rather a recognition of what has taken place for this time to make sure that Jesus knew that his parents do love him and were searching for him. But Jesus' response, as so often in the scriptures, when asked a question, Jesus answers with another question. For he doesn't just want us 
to get an answer to the question we've asked, but rather it's an invitation for us to go deeper, to really truly wonder what is God doing in our daily life. Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Jesus is reminding Mary and Joseph his role is different. And at times, friends, we need to be reminded of our role too. Our presence here on earth is to first glorify God and also to make him known to others. That's like we talked about in our last episode where we share in the priestly, prophetic, and kingly role at our baptism. We are to tell others of the glory of God. Not necessarily standing on Main Street or any street corner, but rather by what we say and do, by talking about how God moves within our own life. This authentic faith example is how we continue to proclaim God's glory, sometimes in very formal ways and other times through what I would call faith sharing. What does God mean for me? And so Jesus invites us to participate in that same way, to share our faith with others and never to be afraid to fulfill our first role on earth which is to praise and love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. But notice that after this encounter, the scripture reminds us that once again, Mary treasures these things in her heart, makes her to realize that Jesus' purpose is beyond what she might expect, what St. Joseph expects. And yet, Jesus remains obedient to them. Jesus becomes humble. And he once again shows us how we should respect our parents. We should always show honor and reverence to our parents. And if our parents have already passed away, then we should honor them by our prayer. To be obedient shows that we recognize our place in the family unit And by showing respect to our parents, we give honor and praise to God. Now, as verse 52 says that Jesus increased in wisdom, he humbled himself and allowed Mary and Joseph to teach him things as he grew. Of course, we know that Jesus knew all things, but if he's fully God and fully human, we have to realize that he would be only part human if he just knew everything because he's God. He humbles himself to allow Mary and Joseph to teach him things. Joseph would have taught him carpentry. But remember that Joseph is teaching the one who created the universe how to cut wood and to form wood. So Jesus allows Joseph the joy of teaching him. Sometimes we're called to also humble ourselves too. Perhaps we're with a senior who has told us the same story a hundred times, rather than correcting and shutting them down. Can we be obedient to them? Can we be respectful to them and listen to the story as if it was the first time it reached our ears? How can we continue to show our respect for our parents? Young people, when the rules aren't the way that we like, can we humble ourselves to realize that mom and dad have my best interest in mind? And by being obedient to them, I once again show my love for God and for them by complying with their rules. Rules that show love, 
and my respect for those rules shows my love in return. As Jesus grows, he grows in wisdom and in divine and human favor. May we ask God the Holy Spirit to help us to grow in wisdom and in God's favor, as well as human favor, no matter what age we find ourselves. That every day of our life is an opportunity to learn, as we hear in secular phrases, but it's an opportunity for us to grow in God's holiness as God moves with us every day of our life. And so as we give honor and praise to God, for indeed Jesus teaches us so much in this passage alone of how we are to live, may we be like Mary and continue to treasure these precious moments of the gospel in our heart and apply them to our everyday life too so that we grow in God's wisdom each day. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi, K-O-F-I, or GoFundMe at God's Playbook Podcast. Thanks and God bless.